0: It really falls in line with what Jesus was talking about when he was teaching uh, the the disciples' prayer, or the Lord's Prayer, as we call it. I, I knew as I was preparing that I would not be able to articulate what I want to pass on to you. I feel, you know, Paul says, you know, when he was writing to the Romans, he goes, I would like to just impart a spiritual gift to you. And uh, so I want to articulate a spiritual gift and hope that it imparts as I do so. Because um, this week, uh, so last week I was going to talk about the, the, the pattern of prayer and talk about how we can accelerate our prayer life in such a way that we can, it, it can be dynamic in, in us. I mean, who would like your life to really make a difference in, in the world? Everybody, everybody. Uh, Who? I mean, I want to see the world change. When Jesus left me here on Earth after He saved me, He did so because He has a purpose for me to impact the world for Him. And you know, some would say, "Well, you became a pastor and you have a church, or what?" That that wasn't it. It was because what we see on the outside is not what is really happening. How do I know this? Is because we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. There's there's a heavenly realm that only Christians can see, and we're part of understanding that so that we can impact it, and then that spiritual realm impacts the rest of the earth. One of the reasons I believe that the world is in such bad shape is because Christians have not understood this. Uh, you, you know, we're we're praying. Uh, we're we're well. I'll I'll just back up. So Jesus invites us to participate with the Lord in ushering in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is His rulership. Where God's rulership, there is love, joy, and peace, patience, kindness, all those other things. But there's peace and love, right? We, We know things are working when there's love and joy and peace working. So if the love, joy, and peace are not working in our family, what's missing? The rulership of God, right? And so Jesus was, was teaching this pattern. And there, there's a bunch of things that came to my mind because I, I, and I, I knew why the Lord didn't want me to, to talk about it last week. Um, is because I hadn't practiced it seriously for the, for the week before. Usually he has me go through the exercise. So this week was wonderfully different in that I had plenty to battle. Isn't that good? When, when you have plenty to battle, you know, you're like, "Whoa, oh, I'm in the thick of it. I, I don't like my life right now. How many have any battles? Anybody got any battles that you're challenged with right now? Okay, so that's a good thing. The unfortunate part of being in a battle is that sometimes I don't sleep as well as I would like, usually I'll wake up around 4:30, 4 o'clock. And I, I, how how many have some difficulty sleeping at any time because of uh, battles that are going on? Anybody? Am I the only one having that? It's not insomnia, it's 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 battle. And you know, a lot everybody has has their way of trying to get back to sleep. But because of what I spoke about last week, because the pastor was so awesome. And I listened to him. I instead decided that I would take the prayer that he gave me in the pattern, and I would see what would happen. And so I woke up, you know, four o'clock. I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to take the prayer. And so I started praying through the the Lord's Prayer: "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name." It's 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 that it's the and I realized. What I was doing by the end of the week, my mind was so blown because I started to understand what Jesus was imparting to me, to his disciples, through this prayer. So I want to back up for just a minute, though, because why didn't Jesus teach him this on these guys on the first day? If prayer is so important, why did he wait until? later on, until they actually asked him. He was like, you teach us to pray, like John's disciples. It, it occurred to me, he was like, why? Why didn't he say, this is the most powerful tool you will ever have to impact the entire world? Do you guys want to, you, you guys, are, are you guys content to not impact anything? No. I mean, I mean I, my life, I know, is, is meant to make a difference in the world. But I can't do it. How many have tried? He's like, I'm going to try to do something good. And we're like, ah, shoot, that didn't work out so good. Because Jesus wanted them to come to the end of themselves first. Okay? We're not really ever going to become the people of prayer God wants us to be until we realize there is nothing in us to be able to affect the world out there. That's what I discovered (laughs) this week between... 4.30 and 6.30 every day. I'm like, okay. I was like, wow, this is great. So this is what uh, uh, a couple of things that He showed me. Uh, The first was, and I I had said this a couple weeks ago, that when Jesus talks about our Father, He's talking about our, you know, so when we pray, we pray together. That way we have our. But one of the things He showed me was that is true but you're missing a person. Our Father is Jesus taking us with Him to the Father. Does that make sense? I never got that. I'm like, I'm laying up in the middle of the night, and I'm, I'm like, our Father. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's like, you know what? I am giving you this gift of sharing my relationship with my Father as brothers and sisters. Yeah. So it's not just he wasn't just teaching them It's like when you pray pray our father so that we all go oh oh yeah our father but he's saying yes that's true but I I'm the one that's giving you. Uh, you know in Ephesians chapter 1 it, it says that that he has predestined us to adoptions as sons and daughters in Christ. Man, it does. Whew, man, that's that just got me going. Better than a cup of coffee. All right. So, so then as I'm working through this, this pattern, I realize that one of the first steps that he's trying to do, and he's trying to bring us to the place of submission. And I'm going to talk about that, but I want, I want to uh, just back up one minute and I, uh, and f- to follow my notes for a minute. So there's kind of five movements to this prayer. Uh, the first one, which we're going to talk about today, is submission. Uh, the, the second one is petition. Now, most of us are really good at petition because we want stuff from God. Even good stuff. You know, we want, like, Lord, impact the world. You know, We, we were praying uh, today about the, the, the election, um, which, which is funny because Christians are not of this world. We have our citizenship in a different realm. And so, to, of course we want to impact this realm, but it matters not what is happening in this realm because the kingdom of God is sweeping over top of that. Do you know that? That's why he says, my kingdom come. Not your petty kingdoms that you think you can affect through legislation. Stick with the main thing. My kingdom come, because when my kingdom comes, the rulership of God comes, and when the rulership of God comes, things happen. The best our political people can do, the best, is to try to follow God. That's the best they can do. But they still need to come in and say, thy kingdom come. When most of the New Testament was written, it was written during a very dark time. And I'm sure they said, you know, pray, you know, get, you know, get rid of these, these lousy Roman people. But instead, Paul says, I want you to just pray for these guys, that there'd be peace so that the gospel can go forth. You, you, know, he did, you know, you think he'd say, okay, let's, let's pray that God would smite them all. But he didn't. He said, pray for all those in authority so that there might be peace, so that the gospel can go forth. That's the, that's the main thing. Now, I'm not saying don't pray, don't pray for politics or whatever, but I do know that the Christian mind is, is up here. We're seated with Christ in the heavenlies. If we look at the natural realm, it's always going to be falling apart. Always. And we can affect that, falling apart. That's, that's what he brings us into in this prayer. But our hope is not in that. Our focus is not in that. Our focus is, thy kingdom come. Okay, petition. And then uh, the, third, the, the third movement uh, is relational alignment. When we're out of alignment with God or anyone, um, then we're not, able to, we're not able to see history changed. Because we, you know, because we're this grace is working against us. Okay. And then lead us not into temptation. The the fourth one is battle. Do you know that every time you go to prayer, there's going to be a battle? There's going to be a battle for the double mind. There's going to be a battle for God's will. And truly, the enemy is trying to push back and destroy everything good from God. But Jesus said that my goal is to destroy the works of the enemy. Right? You guys with me so far? And then the, 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 last, uh, the last movement of prayer is, is resting in Him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It says right here, for yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. Amen. So be it. All right, so we got that? All right, let's talk about number, number two. The main thing is this pattern of uh, submission. So this is what I learned. 20 hours of prayer this week. Our Father in heaven, I don't know about you, I, I had a dad. So Most of you probably here, maybe listen to me, you had a dad. And you learned from your dad that you weren't in charge. Did you guys learn that? Everybody learn. Most of the kids that I see here, we have this school here. And I'm, I'm really concerned that no child knows who's in charge. How do I know that they know? It's because when they come here, they think they're in charge. And we're like, Hey, have you guys not understood authority? (laughs) You know, it's, it's one of the fights I have on a daily basis. It's like, I am in charge. I am king. You know, now he does that from a relational standpoint, but then this, my kingdom come. He is the king of the whole earth. And part of what Jesus does at the beginning of teaching his disciples is I want you to know that God is it. He is the center of it all. Your life is not your own. Your life is about Him, not you. The reason we're double minded is because we want our life to be about us, not about Him. That's what He told me. <laughs> ah, I hate that. <laughs> but I'm determined, starting today, that I will listen to the pastor and stop that and say, really now, God? Okay. So he says, our Father in heaven. And why does he say our Father in heaven? Is he just putting God there? Or is he saying, okay, not our earthly father? But when you think of heaven, do you think of something small or big? Big. Okay, you think our Father in heaven, that's... Bigger than me. And that's part of the the word construction is I want you to understand he's bigger. That's comforting to us because how many have been in charge, try to be in charge of the world? Right? You're in charge. You're trying to control your world. You're too small. But our Father in Heaven is this big. He's like, wow, I got this. Okay? And then he says, um, Hallowed be thy name. It means holy. It means separate. It means... And, and every, every time I, I came to that line this week, it made me want to just worship him. Because when you realize the holiness of God, what I mean, literally, if you're in the presence of God right now, what do you think you'd be doing? Hey, elbowing him. Hey, what's happening, God? You know, it's like, you know, right? The first thing you would do would fall down. I mean, anybody even saw an angel would fall down. So you think the living God is somebody you're going to be standing up and chatting with at first? No. Now, why? Jesus, when we say, hallowed be thy name, we're like, oh, I worship you. I worship you. And every time I came to that, I realized that what He was doing was drawing me to worship Him. When Jesus says, hallowed be thy name, He's going, this is Him. This is the one we worship. This is God Almighty. And it changes everything. Because if your prayers aren't connected there, something's going to be missing. Okay, you guys okay? Uh, Hallowed be thy name. Then He says... Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done. The kingdom come, that's the rulership of God. It's saying, God, you have your way. You be the king of everything. Um. Not digressing. And your will be done. But I want my will, Lord. I want my will. Does anybody want your will? Hmm? Everybody? You want your will? You guys with me? But the first thing he says is like, I want you to submit yourself to me. So that's the first movement. You guys good? All right. So let's talk about this Um Here's here's some some concepts um, of submission. Most of our prayer life is about God blessing us, right? It's like Lord, bless me in this, even if it's for someone else. You're like, I'm praying for my kids. Don't forget to bless them. I I, want, I need this. I want the world to be affected. You know how. How many know that there's a war going on somewhere in the world? There's actually a bunch of them. But uh, this war that's going on, that's on the news, we have the ability to affect that. We want God's blessing to come and start to resolve that thing, or if if it isn't already. And I'm sure that there's people that are very close to that. They're praying a lot harder than you are. We're like, oh, Lord, do something. (laughs) They're like, it's happening in my yard. Their prayer's are going the same way. And so that we want that grace, and that's what prayer does, is it puts the rulership of God and His grace and blessing where that's flowing, right? You guys got that? Okay. So um, in order for us to see the grace and blessing of God go forward, it starts with this point of submission. So there, there's three things maybe four that I have on on my thing about submission. The word submission in the New Testament, it means to get under. I think we've talked about it more than once over my, my lifetime. It means to get in line with God. And so that takes us saying, Lord, am I aligned correctly with you? And a lot of times my will and his will are not aligned. And until we come to the place and we say, God, no matter what you say, and "I will do then that grace is not going to flow towards those things or doesn't need to flow. God is more gracious than the you know than the mechanics of prayer um, but not to the extent that he wants them to go um, so prayer is is this tuning of life to him. So with each moment that I was praying this week the Lord was showing me how I had not chosen to submit myself to him in certain ways and one of them was just praying right because <laughs> it was like okay Lord and I realized that a lot of even a lot of my decisions are very presumptive it's, it's very, you know, it's, it, there's lots of Bible stories of people who've made decisions without consulting God. Has you guys any, read any of those? They're all terrible. Not, none of them work out. <laughs> and yet I realize that when I'm not truly saying, "Lord, your will be done and submitting to that," I, I realize that I'm not even close to being the kind of disciple He wants me to be. He wants me to consult Him. He wants me to see His hand. He wants me to hear His voice in most of the decisions of my life. Now, I thought I was as smart as God because I read His Word a lot, and, and I have a lot of wisdom because of His Word. And I'm like, well, as long as I'm doing smart things according to Your Word, that must be what You want me to do. But he's saying, I still need to ask. Because you can do the right thing at the wrong time. Right? Okay. So, the first word is just submitting and saying, Lord, get in line. The second word is surrender. Some of us have been fighting God for a long time. you guys, you know the Lord's been speaking to you about certain things. People online, you're like, yeah, me too. And we haven't given up yet. See, we we sing this song, Brooke, Brooke likes it, uh, sing it to bring it on. It's called, You Have Won Me. And it's a very upbeat, like, yeah, you won me but what it really means is you've conquered me. <laughs> I, I surrender. It's not just like, "Ooh, yeah, you you won me. Yes, you won me for yourself, but at the same time you've also conquered me so that I can now follow you instead of me." And and so what the Lord was showing me this week was you just need to give up and let and do What I'm asking you to do, moment by moment. Okay, and then the third is humility. We read it in our verse today. But he gives grace to the humble. How many want your prayers answered? The grace of God and the blessing of God come when we say, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Humility is asking instead of presuming. Waiting. How many have asked God for something and then just decided after 10 minutes? (laughs) You're like, okay, it must be yes. (laughs) The waiting part, waiting on God, it's on purpose. Do you know that? He wants us to wait so that we can see Him move. If we're doing everything ourselves, then we miss the hand of God, and we miss the blessing of God. And I don't know how many times I have moved forward quickly and then realized, oh no, now I have to go backwards because I didn't wait. So waiting is good. All right. Um, One of the reasons God doesn't give us everything we want right away is because he loves us too much. Right? Because if he gave us everything we wanted, we'd be in trouble. Right? Some people think that maybe God's holding back on us. Not even true. What you have right now is what the Lord has for you right now, he still has promises. Some need to be prayed through, um, but I just want to just want to wrap it up here because that's the other thing that the Lord was saying is it's not about teaching. It's not about you know how can I, I can teach you? I can, I can tell you. I'm like the Word says we should be submitted and we should be surrendered and we should be humble before Him. I mean, he got that. That's what we should be. (laughs) But it's those that will do it (laughs) that's going to make the difference. And so um, as we go through this prayer that Jesus was teaching his disciples, and I can't even imagine the first time he said this. Our Father in heaven, I worship you with all of my life. No more idols. I take myself out of the center. You are now the center of it all. Let your rulership come in my life, that I would take myself off the throne of everything and put you on it, that you would lead me, and that what your directions are for me will be what I do. And let your will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, in my life, in the lives of my family, the lives of my church, my community, on earth as it is in heaven. I will wait on you until you accomplish what you speak to me. That's the first movement of his prayer. is come, let's be submitted to him. So we're going to take uh, a moment out to pray that prayer for our own lives. Sound good? Because if we don't do it, if we're just like, "Yeah, that's what we should do," then we're going to be double-minded. And I'm double. I'm done being double-minded by the grace of God. So. Father, we pause, and now thank you for your word. Thank you for your teaching of the disciples. We don't want to be just church people. Came to church, did my thing, but forgot to follow you with all of my life. We want to be true disciples of yours that have a hunger to become the type of prayer prayers that move heaven and earth. You said Luke 4, you've come to give life, to release the captives, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. We want to see that. We want to see healing. We want to see your deliverance. We want to see rulership. We want to see that when we pray, Lord, that heaven moves. But we know that only comes when we first submitted ourselves completely to you. And we practice that in our daily habit. So Lord, right now, we place you back in the center of our worship. We know who you are as our Father. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you about those things that He has already said He was calling you to do and to be. Which ones have you ignored or said tomorrow? Let's draw near to God. Submit to Him. And where the enemy says, oh, God, does, he, God God's all grace. You don't have to do that. That we would resist the devil and let it, that voice flee away so that the only voice that we hear is His. We draw near to You, God, as You draw near to us. Thank you. Now we rest in your grace. Jesus' name. Amen. this urgency as disciples in the end times, and it's it's the thing that I can't get away from and why I keep coming back to these scriptures, and I might be sounding redundant when we gather together on Sunday, (laughs) because I think the Lord, you, you know, It's it's funny that uh, we're 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 a remnant again, but which is you know I've I've argued with God about this a little bit, but the season that we're in right now is that God is those that are here. God has tagged you and said you're it for being part of what God wants to do on the earth. Uh, the kingdom of God has always been invisible, uh, yet you can still see it wherever, wherever you are. As I was talking with Maureen this morning, uh, she, a lot happens in and around this little box, just as it does with other boxes. Um, but I, I really felt like the Lord said in these last days, He's got, He's calling a, a people that are going to learn to pray like this, so that this. This blessing comes because the world needs us. This is it. This is it, guys. We're we're it. Um, You know, God has put us on the front line, and we might say, "Well, who is sufficient for these things? I can't do it." That's where the disciples were. (laughs) They're like, "We've come to the end of ourselves. We better ask God how to pray, (laughs) or you know, teach us to pray." Um, And it's not so that we can be something, but but so that. The, the world, I don't know if you checked it out like lately, but it doesn't look like it's going in a great direction. And yet, I believe that when we enter into His presence and God shows us the impact of our prayers, that we're going to see how He moved. And as I've prayed this week, and, and, and it's funny, if if you ever get out of your prayer, your are personal prayer. I mean, most of us, that we kind of run out of time when we're just getting our little circle. If we get to the big circle of the world, it's super tragic. You know, we have child trafficking. I mean, I could spend my life just praying about those that are being abused right now. You know, the abortion trade. I could spend my life about that. Children dying. 30,000 children will die of starvation today. I could spend my life talking about that, um, the wars, Christians. I mean, I, I I'm on a bunch of newsletters, persecuted Christians. We have brothers and sisters in you know, India, Nigeria, Somalia, Yemen. They're killing Christians because they say I love Jesus all over. Do we have time to pray that? their witness, their martyrdom, would impact their country. See, I mean, again, I'm just saying that <laughs> all that to say is we could be, we could be praying 24-7, right? But, but our impact of words would not be there until we get this foundation laid, is what the Lord's been speaking to me. Uh, and, and it starts with the small circle. Am I going to submit to God in my life and then in my family in the small circle so that we can impact the bigger circle. Um, that's what God's been calling. <laughs> anyway, I think that if he's called me to that, whoever's left here he's calling us to that. So, you guys okay with that? Okay. I know you are because because he's, yeah. All right. So, thank you. Thank you guys for being Uh, to partnering with me. We don't need, you know, every movement of God never started with a big crowd. It always starts with a small one. So, uh, And we're a small crowd right now. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Let's eat together. Thank you, kids, for joining us. And uh, let's get on it. Thanks for bringing them in. Yeah, we're done. All right.